Welcome to part three of creating your future with a vision, mission, and strategy. And again, we talked about a vision being a dream with a purpose, a mission of where we are going, what we want to be known for, and the strategy of the daily behaviors to actually get us there, the how. So let's talk about picking a vision. And let me ask you a question. What would you attempt to do if you knew you could fail? That is the number one question we are going to answer coming up right now. You found the Leadership Lifestyle Podcast, where we talk about all things leadership because leadership isn't just what you do, it's who you are. So we help to make you a better leader, help keep your sanity, and make your team better so you make more money. So every week we talk about a different topic that helps you do all those things. So hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Tell all your colleagues and friends, and let's get a discussion going on how we can grow together as better leaders. Welcome back, everybody, from across America and around the world. So good to be with you. Thanks for tuning in. And if you find this podcast super helpful, please share it with a friend. It is available everywhere on, on just about every kind of streaming service. So it's easy for everybody to find, no matter how much they want to download. I would greatly appreciate it. And give us any kind of feedback you like. Whatever you want us to talk about, tell us how we're doing. I'd appreciate that. So, so I said... What would you attempt to do if you knew you could fail? Now, look, I know what the phrase is supposed to say, but that's the question because the phrase really says, what would you attempt to do if you knew you couldn't fail? I mean, that's on posters and engraved and things on people's desks and stuff like that. But heck, I mean, if you knew you couldn't fail, you'd attempt just about anything, wouldn't you? The real success, the real courage comes from knowing you actually could fail. And honestly, on your way, you're going to do that a little bit. You're going to stumble. You're going to learn. Nothing is going to come easy at all. There's going to be something that is going to get in your way. And this podcast will probably sound like a prequel, but I wanted to spend a little time practicing the process. In other, in other words, really understanding how all three components of a vision, mission, and strategy have a separate purpose, but work together to create the life you want. So again, this is not a self-help program. I'm, I'm certainly no Dr. Phil, but when you get in the practice of creating a vision, and you can do like mini visions of a little small project and then create a mission and strategy, or this could be something large, something life-changing, a career change, or something that has been on your bucket list forever, but you just never knew how you were going to get there or when you could. So getting in the habit of doing those things before we started talking about vision creation is very important. The more you do it, the more you write it down, the more you hone it in, the better at it you're going to be and make it something specific to what you want to do because the rewards are well worth it. And creating something out of nothing is no easy feat. But it does remind me of a quote from our 19th president, Rutherford B. Hayes. Every expert was once a beginner. I say that a lot. Because so many people, and you know I hate this phrase, imposter syndrome, can't stand it. Because, and maybe for me, it's easy for me to say that um, because I do look at certain things as a process of how you're going to grow, how you're going to expand, how you're going to become what you want to become, rather than who are you to have any of those things. So I do look at it more as a process and more analytical. But every expert was once a beginner. I mean, how many stories have you heard about bratty, privileged kids that waste opportunities because they didn't have to earn it? I mean, and that's actually a select few. Because they're so well-known or famous, usually some famous person's kid, you hear about it. 
But by and large, there's actually a lot of people you don't hear about that just kind of muddle through because they know they'll always be provided for. They didn't have to earn it. That's why I'm so impressed when I see a second generation of people that really, even though they they had, I don't want to say everything given to them, or in a lot of cases they were, but they actually took it to a higher level. Those are the people that I'm super impressed with. And I absolutely love stories of making something out of nothing or having such a strong belief in yourself or your talent that you create something no one else can create. Whether it's becoming a famous actor or rock band, starting a company like Amazon or, or Spanx, it all started with a dream, a dream with a purpose and then putting it into action. And that's not to say every single thing always works out. I mean, that's just the reality of it. And I think that's what keeps most people from actually pursuing it. Because we can talk about Sarah Blakely all we want. We can talk about Jeff Bezos all we want. And you can say, well, yeah, for every Jeff Bezos, I could. there's 100,000 people who've gone down that road and didn't make it. And certainly famous people in Hollywood or here I live close to Nashville. How many people come here to perform, to become famous and become well-known and and all, and they don't make it? And some do. Because I can tell you, I've sat in a, in a bar on Broadway and heard a band play. And I, why isn't this person on the radio? They're just as good as what I hear, but they're not. And maybe, hopefully someday they will be. But what's the difference? And when did they give up? When did something get in their way? When did life change for them that they didn't get there? Or were they just lucky? That's what a lot of people will say. Or that old phrase, the harder I work, the luckier I get. Because you have to at least get yourself out there in order to get somewhere. For example, if you're writing books, and of course, it's the same old story, even with with famous people that come here that publishers constantly turn you down in the beginning until you finally get some traction. It it takes stages to get on stages. But the one thing I know 100% sure is if you don't start going down that path, you are guaranteed to never get there. Going down the path does not guarantee success, but the absolute you will never make it is if you never start walking that path. Let me give you a few great examples before I give you a good method for actually picking a vision. Let me give you some good examples here. I couldn't help but think of the documentary of the Eagles on Netflix. I'm just a huge fan. When, when an Eagles song comes on, the station does not change. I'm just a fan of that. But when I watched their 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 documentary, the, the one thing, the things that had to line up in order to make the Eagles happen now, I get it. If 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 it didn't, we would never have heard of him. We wouldn't know him. But I'm always fascinated by the little things. In this case, really fascinated that what are the odds that Don Henley would convince Kenny Rogers, of all people, to go to one of his local shows in Texas with his little band? And at the same time, Glenn Fry is singing backup for Bob Seger in Detroit. It's like, just that alone is cool enough. But for those two to find their way out to California and then actually wind up in the same place where they would actually meet and get to know each other, that that right there is amazing enough. But then what they were able to expand upon that kind of thing is just phenomenal. And then they continued their vision. You know, they They were singing backup for Linda Ronstadt. They were touring. They were doing great things. But it wasn't enough. It was like, you know, we really could create something here between just the two of them. And then slowly started adding other people into the mix. I think one of the great things that makes the Eagles the Eagles is that there's a lot of songs where they intertwine who's singing, who's doing what. 
where there's some Glenn songs, there's some Don songs, there's even some other songs that Randy Meisner sung, there's other songs that Joe Walsh sung. I mean, the, the depth of it is just crazy when you think about it, but when you reel it all back in, it started from way back in the beginning. Or we talked earlier about Jeff Bezos and Sarah Blakely, where she was selling copiers, just going out business to business, selling copy. Could you imagine? Or no, it wasn't copiers, it was fax machines. Fax machines. That's crazy. Or you know, little known fact, unless you've read this story, that Jeff Bezos actually got seed money from relatives to start selling books out of his house, literally living room, kitchen, box them up themselves and send them out. It started there. And how crazy is that? that it could turn into what it turned into, but thinking about a long-term vision of what they want to do. They, he wasn't interested in seeing, oh, how many books could I pack up and sell? It was way deeper than that. So inevitably, when you go to create a vision that is not the norm for you, something brand new, something that maybe others don't think you can actually do, or what they're really saying is they can't envision themselves doing it, so they they don't think you should either. You know, they want you to do something safe, something normal, get a good paying job with great benefits and all those things. But they're just something tugging away at you on the inside that you just have to. And hopefully you're thinking about things like you don't get to come back to this world. You only get one go around. So how are you going to live your life? As Ben Franklin once said, many people die at 25, but they're not buried till they're 75. <laughs> Sounds kind of morbid, but I'm sure a lot of you know people who are just kind of going through life with no direction and no goals, no nothing, and they just don't have anything in the end. So there's always going to be naysayers or people who tell you no, but it actually makes me think about two different songs from the same band, Boston. And if you listen to my podcast, you know, there's kind of a running theme. I'm kind of an, an 80s rock type person, 70s, 80s rock person. But I think of two songs that actually conflict with each other a little bit. So when you think about their song, Rock and Roll Band, they really get into the sacrifices they made. And I'm sure all the words in this are probably what they actually went through. When they talk about playing in bars and sleeping in their cars, they practiced out in the street. They didn't have much money. And they barely made enough to survive. But when they got up on stage, ready to play, people came alive. That was the feeling that drove them. Then later in the song, they talk about how it paid off, how you know they're doing all these things. They're playing all these concerts. And a man came up to the stage one night, smoking a big cigar, drove a Cadillac car, and said, boys, this band's out of sight. Next thing you know, they're signing a company contract and all the things that they need to be doing and, and they're going to make them famous and all this stuff. But for them, you think of the sacrifice they made. I have no doubt they probably practice right out in the street or in, on a music sense. It's easy to for, for that when you, when you see people playing in their garage or playing at home or playing in places they probably wouldn't even go to get a drink if it was up to them. But this place is going to give them a stage, so they're going to show up. So they, they gave it. They sacrificed. But it also reminds me of another Boston song called Peace of Mind, where they explore looking into a future, a future of what they might think matters. So the song starts with, now if you're feeling kind of low about the dues you've been paying, future's coming much too slow, and you want to run, but somehow you just keep on staying, can't decide on which way to go. But then they decide what's good for a dream and what's not. As the song continues, they get into now you're climbing the top of the company ladder and you hope it doesn't take too long. Can't you see a day where it won't matter? Come a day where you'll be gone. 
Interesting how their dream of being a rock and roll band and the sacrifices they made for their dream. But if your dream is running a major corporation, it's not worth it. In other words, they wouldn't dream of that. So they think it's a waste of time. Now, running a large company, you can start thinking about how you've created jobs, how you've created careers, you've expanded things, new products, new markets, all the things you've contributed to growing that company. Now, it doesn't matter to the rock and roll band, but at the same token, how many people in that kind of role would look at somebody who wants to play in a, in a band? Oh, you hippie, you loser, you whatever. You don't want to work, but they don't see their sacrifice. And I use that certainly not to be, you know bash the band Boston, but it really kind of is like, who are you to decide what the dream is going to be? So planning your vision is essential to starting down that path. You know, as I mentioned before, I have a private pilot certificate, so I, smy, I fly small single-engine airplanes. I always have to qualify that because as soon as I just blurt out, oh, I'm a pilot, they think I'm flying 737s, which, you know, would be cool someday, but that is not what I fly. But, you know, we have a few sayings when it comes to flight planning. When we talk about planning to take a flight and being safe, you know, we're checking the route, we're checking the weather. We'll say things like, it's better to be on the ground wishing you were in the air than being in the air and wishing you were back on the ground. That can get quite uncomfortable. Another saying, which is a little more sobering, is takeoffs are optional, but landings are mandatory. So when you, and I say that not to say, oh, well, let's not go down that vision. I'm not talking like the, the song in Boston where your vision, if it doesn't matter to me, it's something I wouldn't do. I certainly would never say, oh, no, you shouldn't do that. But what I am saying is you also can't just have some pie in the sky type vision. It has to be a lot more specific into what you're trying to create, which brings me to the final lesson about planning planning your vision. So I go back to that original question. What would you attempt to do if you knew you could not fail? Again, just about anything because you knew you could not fail. So try this exercise to create your vision. I mean, think about a vision you really, really want. Again, you're not running a unicorn farm. I'm talking about being serious about a vision. I mean, if you could change your life, what would that vision be? Something you really, really want to do. You might have more than one. So just write a bunch of them down because there's a lot of directions you can go in depending on where you're at in life, what you've succeeded at, and what, how much money you have in the bank, uh, who you're partnered with, you know, some things are just going to have to wait. If you're married and raising children, you don't get to just run off and be a drummer in some band or things like that, or even the time it would take to, to write a book. You just can't do that and ignore your family. But maybe there's little bits and pieces of time where you can. It's going to take you a lot longer, but you can still get it done. So you have to be thinking about all the things that go into that. But if you could change your life, what would that vision be? So write a bunch of them down. But if you're really serious about a life change, you do have to pick just one and become laser focused on that thing. I mean, we all grew up with kids in the neighborhood. They were playing a different sport every year and they never really got good at anything. Or you hear the jack of all trades, but master of none. And when you think about people who are successful on a really high level or just in one particular thing, that's the thing they do. They're not doing 30 other things. So when you look at your list of some things you'd really like to attempt to do, now I want you to remember that saying of what you would attempt to do if you knew you could not fail. I mean, where's the courage in that? Where's the sacrifice? So look at your list again and decide what would you attempt to do if you knew you could fail? That's what makes it special. You know, when Fred Smith, the founder of FedEx, was told his co in college his idea wouldn't work and he got a pretty low grade on it, he kept going and he was right. So 
when you think that you could fail, what are those things you would do? That's how you figure out what is a good vision for you. So you start with a very a pretty good sized list of multiple things you could do. And a lot of those things would be nice if you did them, but would they really bring you fulfillment? Would they really bring you happiness that you're proud to say, hey, this is what I do. And you're going to have a couple of things that could fall into those categories and ask the first question, what would you attempt to do if you knew you could not fail and start checking them off? Because you want to eliminate the fluffy ones, the things, oh, it'd be nice. You know, I could go to a driving school and become a NASCAR driver. Well, I'm 51 years old. That ain't happening. But it would be fun, wouldn't it? But then you start looking at things. Well, if I knew I couldn't fail, I'd probably do this and this and this. So out of those, really read them over and over and ask yourself, which one of these would I really attempt to do if I knew I could fail? What would be worth it? Because we're talking about either adding something major to your life or changing something completely. So what would be really worth that level of creating something you knew you would attempt to do even if you could fail? That's probably going to be the vision you need to start creating of that one thing that wraps around what are you able to do? How long is it going to take you to do it based on your life circumstances? All of those. But even if you did fail, you won't regret it that I didn't ever attempt it, but I always talked about it. But even in failure, at least you did something, you learned something. So once you figure that out, you want to go two podcasts back to the very first part of what that vision is supposed to be, that dream with a purpose and how you can really create that and then narrow it down into a really good mission statement of what are you going to be known for and where are you going? Starting with that lead sentence and then your non-negotiables of what you're, you're going to be all about. But then on the execution piece, when you get that strategy down, when you start looking at what are my daily behaviors that I need to be doing in order to get where I'm going to go? What if it's just you wrote for 30 minutes a day? What if it's that you exercise 30 minutes a day? What if it's one of your visions was you're already in a great workspace. You just wanted to make it better that every Monday morning, the first 20 minutes is all about recognizing my team for their accomplishments. If that's what you wanted to focus on, it's endless, but getting it down to those daily behaviors and decisions that support the mission, that support the vision. So take this podcast and figure out what would be an amazing vision for you long term of what you want to create. Go back to podcasts. How do I create that vision? How do I narrow it down into a mission and start executing on daily behaviors and decisions on your strategy? And I promise you will get better at what you want to do. You will start moving toward that vision. You'll start seeing little tiny pieces of success that you can build on and create and, and change and learn from. And remember, it takes stages to get on stages. And what are you going to sacrifice? Because honestly, that's the coolest part of the story later when you get to a high level. Oh, I remember when I went through this issue. Or you think about that song we talked about from Boston where they practice right out into the street. Or Jeff Bezos, he, he put books in a box, he and his wife in, in the living room and shipped them and how everybody contributed. You, you pick any, any person who started from nothing and you have all those stories. Those are the best parts of how you learn to grow from there each step of the way through your daily behaviors and decisions. So we'd love to hear your visions and what you attempt to do even if you could fail. So hey, if you think your life is great and is exactly where you want to be, Good. I'm I'm happy for you. But 
most human beings are built for progress or built for more. And to really dig into those things and become something more, something different, something better, that takes time. It takes focus. And this strategy really will help you get there of creating the vision, mission, and strategy. If you can do that, you can't help but learn and grow and at least start moving in the direction you want to be in. It's not a competition with everybody else. People who have things you want to have, even if they lost it all tomorrow, you still wouldn't have it. So even in the same space you're talking about, for example, if you wanted to be a writer and J.K. Rowling never wrote another book, doesn't matter. It doesn't make you better. Or you think about Lance Armstrong's seven Tour de France wins that were all taken away. It didn't make the other cyclists, I mean, except for the next person that finished. But if you aren't cycling or you finished way back in the pack, it didn't change you. Other people's failures aren't the issue. Other people's successes aren't the issue. There is room for everybody to be successful in everything. So don't don't be so narrow-minded that you got to have what this person has. You got to have what that person has in order to be successful or even beat them. This is about you. You looking in the mirror of who you want to be and, and improving and growing and becoming that person you want to be. Stop thinking about everybody else. It is not about that. In fact, you should be cheering everybody else on and what they're doing. That's what you really want to do. But Focusing in on you is what's important for you to grow. And I promise you, if you create a vision, mission, and strategy, you can't help but grow into the person you want to be. So what did we learn today? How did you grow just a little bit? Or more importantly, how can you help someone else grow? That's the whole point of Leadership Lifestyle Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Again, hit that subscribe button. Tell all your colleagues and friends and neighbors all about the show. Give us comments, feedback, things like that. We will grow together and we will see you next week on the Leadership Lifestyle Podcast.